This is a teaching message from Church of the Living Water of Austin. And we are in our third lesson that we are teaching on uh, basically about bringing this dispensation right now into completion and understanding at right now how we can do that. We want to maximize this dispensation. We are maximizing this dispensation of time. We are maximizing this span of time. This year we have been focused on maximizing this dispensation that God has given us. It's a time, a span of time that God has given us. We've said that God gives each one of us dispensations of time. And they are defined by Him. He hasn't given you time to do your own thing. They're defined by Him. And they're for His purpose. And always, everybody say always, for the benefit of others. It's always, whatever God is doing in your life, it is for someone else. And if everybody would get a revelation of just that, that everything that God is doing and, and, and uh, showing me in my life and adjust, having me adjust in my life is not for me, it's for someone else. And God is doing some, in someone else's life the same thing. That way no one's need will go unmet because everybody is giving out to one another. And so we have to understand that. We have to understand. One thing that, that, that you need to understand about ministry. I learned this from my pastor and I, I'm putting it to effect today. For, ministry is not about friendship. It's not about who you know. It's not about how long you've known a person. It's not about us being friends. It's not about being mentored. Ministry is ministering the things that God would have you to do. Doing the things that God would have you to do. Whatever I do, I'm doing it for the ministry's sake, no one else. Whatever you don't like in the coming months that I do, it has nothing to do with me. It's ministry. And if in the moment you get your mind and your heart and your focus off of ministry and you put it on anything else, you have now placed yourself in bondage. Because then you're going to come up with your own reasonings. But everything that I'm going to do and every change that I'm going to make is to benefit the ministry. It has to. We have, we, you know, we have a span of time, but we don't have all time. And so those things, if we understand that, if we understand even in teaching, it's about ministry. If you, if, if, whenever you get your mind off of teaching as not ministry or someone coming at you or someone saying something to hurt you, you're going to miss a whole dispensation of what God is trying to do in your life. Whenever we're behind this place, this pulpit, we're never to shoot anyone down, but we are going to address issues. And if they happen to be yours, they're just yours. And there has, it has nothing, because whether you were here or not here, it was still going to be said. No one spend time at home working on a message just for you. Even though it sounds like it's just for you. It's always to benefit 
others and you don't know what anyone else is going through. The only way that you can get in any offense about anything that's being taught is your own personal bondage and your personal way of thinking or your personal way of hiding things or, or being one way with the saints and another way with other people. That's your own personal issue, but the word still must go forth. So in all that we teach, in all that we do, in all changes that we make, if you don't get your head wrapped around it, you're going to be offended. The fact that ministry comes before everything. If you don't get your head wrapped around the fact that God speaks to me, you need to find somewhere where you know that God speaks to the person. That's what you need to do. Because I'm going to go with what God said. I'm not going by what you tell me. I'm going to go with what God has spoken to my heart. Because I trust Him explicitly. Amen. That's just something I needed to say. Because even if you're listening to the messages, and your mind is somewhere else, and you're thinking something else, and you're doing something else, you're not going to, you, let me tell you, you're not going to get this lesson that God is trying to do in your life. Must stay focused at all times. Amen. There are times in our lives that God has set out for us. Times to do some things in our lives. He wants to do some things in our lives and through our lives. He's been telling us that for weeks. I want to do something in your life and through your life. Now, we'll, you're not going to maximize what this dispensation that God has given you if you don't think on the finishing, the completion of what he wants for us. You gotta think on that. You gotta, but we, I don't wanna get ahead of myself, but unless you see it, you can't even, you can't even fathom it. You gotta first get to that point where you can see. I believe oftentimes when we get at the beginning of something, we don't really get, get it clear in our heads of what the end will be. We just start something. But you have to have it clear in your head what the end is going to be. Where, 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 where we're going with this. God, is, God has to be showing you. But I believe with our upcoming fast that He'll show it to you even more. He'll show it to you even more. And, it, and those type of things you have to have clear in your head. I said you have to have it clear in your head. It is essential that we have a good look at the completion of what God is doing. In restoring this generation, we have to see it. We have to see a completion. What's, what is it coming to? And I've got to make it excellent before I go. I've got to make sure it's mature. And I've got to start that now. I'm not trying to start it later. I'm not trying to start it when everybody gets full in here. Now I want to step up. You'll never step up if you're not starting right now. We can't use you when everything is already done. We can use you in getting it done. Are you following me? We've been using Jesus as our example because Jesus completed his work. Jesus is what we call a finisher. Everybody say he's a finisher. He finished everything from the time he was a boy, a young man. He did everything. See, because sometimes we are waiting for our children to get older to get in it. But no, 
They need to, as young, I'm saying if your child is seven, six, or even five, you know, they, let me tell you, God will speak to their heart. They might not understand everything about it, but He will speak to them. And Jesus was our example to let us know. Well, not only Jesus, David. When it said David killed the lion and the bear, he was a kid. He was a kid. He wasn't a grown man. We look at David, the only thing we think about David is what we know as, of him as king. But remember when he was, when he was out in the field and he wasn't with his brothers and they did, they were trying to find who was going to be king and they was looking at all his handsome older brothers. He was a boy out there and God was dealing with him. So a lot of times we think, oh, they just children. I'm like, no, 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 that's the time. That's why we need to teach our children at a young age to spend time with God. Spend time with God. Spend time in prayer. That's why when we call upon our fasting, prayer and fasting, it's for the children as well. The Bible says that they brought the children, the adults, everybody, the whole congregation. But it's gonna, we're not going to get into that. We'll, we'll talk about that a little later. So Jesus, he, when he was a child, he finished being a child. See, you can tackle that scripture that said, you know, when I was a child, I spoke as a child, I act like a child, but when I become grown, I'll put it away. some point, you have to put some things away. When he was a young man, he completed things. That's why it said that he grew in favor and stature with God and man. I love that so much. With God and man. And even after he came out of the mountain after fasting 40 days, and started his earthly ministry, he completed, he completed everything that God wanted him to do. He stayed focused. He did what exactly what God wanted to do, no matter the way the circumstances looked, no matter the situation. He taught everything that God wanted him to teach. See, after he came off the fast, he taught everything he wanted, God wanted him to teach. He did every miracle that God desired for him to do. It was already known, and he, he was there to do it. He, he did every miracle. And when it came to the cross event, which was the more difficult one, he did that. That was, I believe, going to the cross was the most difficult assignment, but he completed it. And he completed it all within his dispensation, his span of time he had. He didn't have anything but 33 years. And in that, he had different dispensations throughout those 33 years. We, it's, it's funny to me how we, we say people die young at 60 and 50 and things. Well, Jesus died at 33. He was finished and did everything. Why do you need to be here when you're finished? Because the world say you need to be old? No. When you're done, you're done. When it's done, it's time to go. Most people wouldn't understand that. That's all course. They want to live forever. But when you're finished and you're in Him, what are you here for? You're not your own. Oh, I forgot. Yeah, Jesus did die at 33. Yeah, so don't be so quick to say people die young because Jesus died young. It's because he was finished. Amen. And then we talked about... Oh, and not only did Jesus finish 
at the cross, you know, three days after, after at the cross, he went and secured our safety. He could secure everything that he said would happen. See, he finished everything. He didn't leave nothing undone. He made sure everything was done that was supposed to be done. Everything. Just completed his assignment. That's, that's my whole heart's desire. Father, I want to complete this assignment. And it is an assignment. And then he ascended. And now, he's, now the reward comes. Now he's, seat, he's seated at the right hand of the Father. Making intercessions for us. And then we ought to be like Jesus. If Jesus completed his work, so can we. If Jesus completed his work, so can we. John the Baptist completed his work. We look at the fact that he was beheaded. Oh, that seems so gruesome to offer. But he was finished. Jesus knew that. Remember they went and said, oh, John told me to ask you, are you the one, or should we look for another? And then he said, go back and tell John what, what you've seen and heard. He already knows what's supposed to happen. And I believe when they went back and told John, he was at peace with it because he's like, oh, I'm finished. I've done my part. I, my dispensation has come to a close. Some of your dispensations are going to come to a close. Have you finished anything? Have you done anything that God have told you to do? Are you still struggling with petty stuff that you've been struggling with for years and years? You know, it's time out for that. Nobody's interested. Nobody, because you get too much worry for that. You know what? I might could have sympathy for you if you went to another church. And said, well, maybe they're just not getting. But I can never have sympathy for you when you go to this church. Because we teach on every subject. Every subject. It's the fact, obedience. If you ain't obeying, I don't care what we teach. And where you go, you're not going to ever be fruitful in the things of God. Ever. You can't. And you can talk a talk, but talk is cheap. Everybody, everybody, everybody talks about God. Let me tell you, they can have a drink in their hand and talk about how good God is. That's nothing. Living it. That's the proof in the pudding. Living it, not talking it. Anybody can do that. So, here in John 17, and I'm I'm telling you, God is so good. In in 17, uh, let's begin at verse 1. These words spake Jesus and lifted up his eyes to heaven and said, Father, the hour is come. Glorify thy Son, and thy Son also may glorify thee. As thou hast given him power over all flesh, that he should give eternal life to as many as thou hast given him. And this is life eternal, that they might know thee, the only true God, and Jesus Christ whom thou hast sent. I have glorified thee on the earth. I have finished the work which thou gavest me to do. There's the finisher right there. Church, as Jesus took on to his assignment and completed, completed it, we have to take our assignment and complete it as well. We can complete to, And what is it for? To glorify God. Haven't you spent enough time not glorifying Him? 
It's time, God has given you a dispensation of time that now I can glorify you, God. I've made so many wrong choices in my life. I've done so many wrong things in my life. God, I haven't been able to glorify you. But you've given me another dispensation. I must glorify you. God, how do I glorify you? Complete my assignment that I've given you. I'm telling you, the thing about Jesus when he started his work, he knew the end. Because you're going to always know the end. You're going to always know the end. So we need to understand, you know what? What is the end of this arising bill that we're in? What is the end? We must know what the completion is going to be right now. Uh, how is it going to be? God has given us that in message after message, what he's going to do. And he's like, and I need you in place to do it. But I thank God for you that are here because I'm telling you, you are more than enough. You're more than enough. But you've got to see that. So we want to see what God wants completed in our person. Listen to me. There's not a person in here that don't have some instructions from God. Everybody in here, you got instructions from God. Now, whether you've heard them or not is on you. But everybody in here have instructions from God. And he's trying to do something in you. When he gives you instruction, it's to do something in you. So you have to ask yourself, what is God trying to do in me? What is he trying to do in me? God, what are you trying to do? What are you trying to do in me? See, when God places it on your heart that you need to be in Bible study on Wednesday, it's not about coming to the building and parking your car and walking in the sanctuary and sitting down and, and, and hearing, a, okay, I'm just here. No, God, why are you keep placing it on my heart that I need to be at Bible study? On Wednesdays. How is it, what is it that you keep placing on my heart that I need to be in family life? It's for no other reason. Not that we can have numbers, but so he can do something in you. His whole reason for you being here is to do something in you and through you. It's for no other reason. But as long as you think, oh, you know, I'm just going, you know, I'm just going to go there. But you're missing the whole point. He's not going to do anything through you and in you without you being up under covering. So you have to be in here to get it. You're not going to get that on your own. I know God personally. I know. But God has a structured way that he does things. And it's through his church. And he said, you have to be under a covering. So that when you're under the covering, you have a commitment to that covering. That commit, that covering has a commitment to you. And then you're held accountable. And then you get to it. Then God is going to speak to you. I'm going to tell you now, if you're not under a covering, this is what God is speaking to you right here, right now. He's not going to give you revelation of anything else. That's not how he works. You have to be up under a covering. You have to be up under a covering. You've got to have someone ministering. You have to have an elder ministering to you. And then God is going to speak to them. He said, a lot of things, a lot of things that I'll give you on your own. But the main thing that you need to add on to that, or to begin with that, is you have to be up under church. God did not form the church for you not to be here and be called His. He's like, you can't learn it on your own. You can't do it on your own. You can't say, I read the Bible on your own. And guess what? I don't care how blessed you are by my post. 
in the in the in the cafe or on my page. That's not church. The internet is not church. You can never get blessed. Now, let me tell you. You can get revelation. And you can say, "Ooh, that was good." And you can you can be in you know you really can't even get revelation. You can get encouraged, but that's the most you're gonna get, and that's all I'm there for to encourage you. But it's not church. I don't I didn't, have, I didn't go to church today, but I was on the internet and it was a blessing. Oh, I went on you. YouTube is not church. YouTube is like anything else. Just something to play. I mean, you can go and learn how to braid on YouTube. You can't get that here. You're only going to get revelation from the things of God in a local church. Then you develop. Then you grow. Then you understand what God is saying to you. Then you know that your assignment. You're going to find out. Let me tell you, most ministers in here that are ministers, they became ministers after they got under a covering. Because they had to find out where their place was. They didn't know it on their own. Some of you in here, you're ministers and don't even know it. Because you won't stay still enough to know it. You won't sit up under a covering so that God can join. But God is not going to let you step up any other way. I'm talking about some of you youngers, but see, you can't see it. Well, first of all, you're never going to... Let me tell you, you're never going to see God's Word, never get revelation of His Word, never understand His Word, never do what He tells you to do if you're not consistent. Anybody that's inconsistent and in telling you about God, don't hear it. Because inconsistency shows that they know little. I don't care how much they can quote it. There must be a consistency. In order for it to bake right. In order for it to be right. Because that's the way God works. He's just, let me tell you, our God is shrewd and our God is wise. He's not throwing out revelations to fools. And if you're not consistent, you are foolish. And He's not giving you no revelation. He is this morning because you're here. And he's trying to get, and he's only, and again, it's just the span of time that you're in. You don't have all time. And once again, you've entered into this dispensation, just like you've entered in every other dispensation. Wasting time. Once again. And I'm going, all this year, I'm going to be on time. Time is so, I'm telling you, since September 1st, time is the most important thing to me. And I'm going to tell you right now, you're wasting it. And guess who I don't have time for? A waster of time. Because you're not going to waste mine. That's called foolishness. Everybody says it's called foolishness. So you have to say to God... What is that? What is it that you're trying to do in me and through me? Now understand this. Whatever God is trying to do in you and through you, please get this. It's going to be for others. Don't think, see, all we want God help me in my situation. Give me what I need. I'm in trouble. My life is in trouble. This is God said, but what I have for you is for someone else. 
Because most of the time, the trouble that you're in, you put yourself in it. Stop blaming it on the devil. We give the devil too much credit and it's more flesh than the devil. So you ask yourself and you ask God, God, what are you trying to do to me to benefit others? In every dispensation, you have to ask yourself that question. What do you need me to do in this dispensation? Even if you're a child, you have to ask, what do you want to do in me, God? Yeah, because you need to have, a, even your, the children, you have to have a relationship with God. Because God will speak to your heart as a child. God will speak to you as a child. Then we looked at, in a previous teaching, what is required to complete what God has called us to do. And we said do that uh, um, we have to work, we have to sacrifice. Oh, that word. Mm-mm. Sacrifice is always going to be required. When I talk about completion, I'm talking about bringing something into a state of maturity or perfection so that it can continue in excellence. We wrote, we, you should have written that down in our last session. Completion sometimes doesn't, listen, it doesn't just mean, listen, completion doesn't just mean, okay, time's up. It doesn't mean, okay, okay, it's all over. I'm gone. Completing means whether it's something going on in my life. It's something that I'm working on. I am going to bring whatever it is to a level of maturity. Until when it gets through with it, it's going to continue in excellence. No matter what it is. See, we, see we're see, we good at ending and finishing things and stopping things and quitting things. But that's not all that completion means. That's not all that finish means. Just to be done with it. No, but did we, when you're done with it, when it's mature and going on into excellence. If you haven't done, if it's not doing that, you're not done. Even if your time is up. Are you following me? Anything that's not continuing in excellence was not completed. Anything that's not, um, if it's not continuing in maturity and excellence, it was not completed. If you are married and your marriage is not continuing in excellence, it's not completed. Did you hear me? If your life is not continually, continuing excellently, you have not completed it. You might have ended it. You might have ended your marriage. You may have moved on. And that's okay. But I'm going to tell you one thing. It wasn't completed. My intent of this teaching is that we redeem the time. Make good the time now that God has given us. Time is valuable. And we don't have forever. My purpose is I want to ensure that we complete our work in this dispensation that God has given us. If you have paid attention to all the messages that have been going forth, they're geared around completing something in every area. You have to put them all together and you will see the whole picture. You have to see, you know, everything, all the things they're in place with all the teachings, they're connecting the knowledge. 
You want to, you don't want to look up and, you know, they, you know, we, we talk about, you know, what stops us from finishing? Different things stops us from finishing or completing things. What we need to, you know, when we really need to complete something. Now, We've talked about, you know, you can help others complete, you know, by being right, by ministering to them, by giving out what God has given you and working in you and through you. But God has given us work to do as a church, as an assignment. And it is to restore this generation. So we got a work to do. God is saying, then how are you going to do this? You're going to do it this way. You're going to do it that way. And as we form it, we'll see that so this generation is going to rise to where God is calling to be. We don't have a lot of time. We need to complete this assignment. Now listen to me. You know, I was thinking about it. You know, when Jesus, Jesus said he came to seek and save that which was lost. And he said that to Zacchaeus. But, I, but you, what people really miss in the, the, the scripture in Luke 18 is that the fact that Jesus was looking for Zacchaeus as much as Zacchaeus was looking for Jesus. Because remember what he said he was coming for. So he was looking for Zacchaeus just as much as Zacchaeus was looking for him. And people don't get that. We kind of look at Zacchaeus because he went up in the tree and, you know, to, to just see who Jesus, you know, if he was coming that way. And, you know, and we was like, oh, you know, he was just really seeking him. But Jesus was seeking him as much. Because he was lost. That's what he came for. Do you think it was any surprise? Do you think it was any surprise to Jesus when the prostitute came to him, when all the people, different ones came to him for different things? Do you think it was any surprise when he said he came to seek them? Matter of fact, those that start talking religious like they knew the word, he said, oh, I didn't come for, I came for those that are sick. Go on, on with that. Because see, when you act like you know, then I didn't, I didn't come for that. I came for those that are really hurting. So I believe he said that to the Pharisees and the Sadducees. That's the couldn't sees and wouldn't sees. They are always running up and they're trying to quote scripture and this, that, and other. And God said, and God said, he said, okay. He said, well, I didn't come for you. Even though he knew they were all in bondage. But he said, I didn't come for you. I came for those that are sick, those that are lost. And we know there are people... Seeking, this is what we have to understand because I said that Zacchaeus was seeking God, Jesus, as much as Jesus was seeking him. We have to have that mentality. There are people, they are seeking, they are hurting, they are without. And I, let me tell you, and I'm not talking about just out there in the world. There's people seeking and hurting right here in this ministry. Confused. Going through. And they're seeking. They're depressed. They're distressed. Well, we already know we have distressed family. God told us that. But we have people stressed. And they have a mindset that's self-destructive. And they don't even see it. Whether it's in the church or out of the church. God said, what are you going to do? Because they're looking for hope. Do you have that? They're looking for answers. Do you have that? They're looking for a way. What way? I don't know which way to go. I don't know I'm having problems. They're also looking for truth. Do you have that? And most of all, 
You know what people are looking for? They're just looking for somebody to love them. To just love them. Just love them. That's one thing that our founding pastor had. No matter what, love. He could see through things and he, he knew when people were wrong with himself, but he could still operate in that love. And because that's what people are seeking for. The bottom line, they're seeking for somebody to love them. So we have to look for those that are looking for us. Do anybody have truth? We got to be looking for them. Even in the church. Our goal is simple. We want to complete every dispensation. In earlier teachings, we told you when there's no completion, there's no rest. I don't care how you try to get it. I don't care how you try to get it. You can do all kind of things to try to get rest. You will not. You know, there's some of you that are in here this morning. You're worn out. You can see it. You can't see it. But others can. Or I can. You're worn out. And you know why? No other reason but the fact that you haven't completed anything. And where there is no completion, there is no rest. And you won't be getting any. See, sometimes we think different things that we do is going to give us rest. We can go out to eat. (laughs) Oh, you're just going to get full and maybe gain a few pounds, but it's not going to give you rest. We can go on trips. Oh, it'll be fun for just that moment. But notice when you come back, there's no rest because there's no completion. You can get a new job, and you can even make more money. But notice, there's still no rest, because there's no completion. You can get a new house, a new car, all the things that you think that will give you rest, you won't have it. Because where there's completion, there is rest. Where there's no completion, there will be no rest. You belong to Him. As long as something is not completed, you can't rest. Listen, when you don't com- listen, when you don't complete growing up, there's no rest. That's why you're childish. Be like, really? Haven't completed growing up. When you don't complete, listen, getting out of debt, there is no rest. That's why you're in debt and you won't complete it. And, and let me tell you, and you get excited about paying off a bill only to go do it again. And you know why? You know why you, that won't, because you haven't completed anything. You say, okay, once I pay that off, we're going to be debt free. You're not. You're going to do it again. Why? Because you never completed anything. There's no rest with you. You think, if I just do this, we'll have a rest because we'll have extra money. No, let me tell you, we could teach the concepts over and over again. When you pay off one bill, take that money and put it on the other until you pay off. We could teach that till we blew in the face. If you're not a complete of nothing, you won't do it. It's just something we're teaching. 
You won't have revelation of it, and you won't do it. You think, I'm going to tell you, a person that hasn't completed something, they think a charge card is free money. Just use your charge card. Just use your charge card. My husband taught me that long. Let me tell you, y'all just didn't know what you had. Discipline. But you can't do it. You won't ever be able to do it until you complete something. And you know for yourself, you have paid off stuff before. But why are you still in debt? Because you couldn't do it. But you know why? You didn't complete. You're only going to have rest when you do that. Then you're able to say, you know what? I can look at it and it just doesn't bother me. I know. You don't believe it. But let me know when you got rest. And if you do say, I got rest, well, you ought to notify your faith. Because it's not showing that you have any rest. Everybody say completion is important. And that's God's way. He left the example and example. Of completion. When you don't complete your marriage, there's no rest. And notice whenever you don't complete anything, we said it before, always painful adjustments. Just a continuation of, oh, just trying to get it right. Still trying to get it right. Still trying to hide it. And still trying to get it right. All of us can go back in our lives, every one of us, and think of something you didn't complete. And you should have. And you realize, yeah, I didn't complete, yeah, I was always making, and I'm still, some of you still making painful adjustments for foolish mistakes you made years ago. It's still there. When I say that painful adjustments, this is what I mean. That in the midst of your circumstances and what you're going through because of choices you made, listen, you're trying to get by. You're trying to get over. You're trying to compensate for all of my wrong choices. See, this is, this is, this is, you're just trying something. You're trying to clean it up. Always, painful adjustments, just always trying new things to make it work. Trying to make the best of what you can. What you got. That's painful adjustments. That's a wasting of time as well. Just painfully, just still trying to make it happen. This was what what happens when you lack completion. Whether you're young or old, this will fall on you. And because we are a generation of non-finishers, you know, and I'm not talking about everybody, but, it, you, but it's too many of us that are. It's too many that are. 
There's not many of us in here that, listen, there's not many of us in here that are in the prime of our lives doing the prime of what God has called us to do. Very few. This is what hap- what's happening in ministry. Now, in our church, the seniors in here, they're faithful. They're on point all the time. They're always there. Always here. They're, they're here all the time. They're strong. They're committed. They're always there. They're going to they're gonna make sure things... Right, but that's mostly the senior, senior ones. And then we have the young adults, those that are excited about things God. They're bringing up the rear and they're, they're, you know, they're getting into it and they're starting to love God and go forward. But it's in the middle where we're soft. We got that group that just do nothing. Just do nothing. That's a hindrance. But it won't stop nothing. But you have that. But what, what, now with the elders at the forefront and they're the strength of this ministry, well, what's going to happen when they're gone? If everybody's not completing anything. The elders should be resting. But they're pushing through. We gotta bring up that middle soft part where everybody's doing it. Not some. Sometimes people think they do one thing and they've done all that they can, but this, that's not ministry. Well, what that speaks for me is that you don't have the heart of the ministry. There's no way. Well, I do, but you know, you gotta go through. Well, why haven't you went through? We've been doing that for years. The different parts you have to go through. So it's not like something just came up and you can't do it. We've been doing it. So, so what says, what has kept you from doing all the different steps that needs to be? What's the, what? An excuse. A lie you tell yourself. There's no excuse. But see, when I see the elders doing three and four things, and you just sitting. Hmm. It speaks louder than your words. That's for sure. So we got the painful adjustments going on. Listen, you will never move to the next level of productivity when you haven't completed the assignment that God has given you to do. You will never you never will. You'll never move to the next level. You'll watch others move. And you will be offended. But you won't move. To the next level. Of productivity. The example in this is. Some of you. Should be teaching. But we're still having to go back and teach you the same thing we've been teaching you. Right back there. 
the same elementary things and principles. And we have to teach them over and over and over again to the same people when you should be teaching. But you're not. See, you have to understand when you complete something, you bless the lives of others. They can see it. Let me tell you, if you think people don't see you, they do. And they see whether you completed something, whether you're struggling, and they're like, oh, no, I don't want them telling me. They're struggling hard as me. Let me tell you, it's no way on God's green earth that you can tell me that you're struggling about Pastor Hill more than me. No way. No way. I don't care what you're doing. That's something else. Oh, but I just miss Pastor so much. More than me? More than his sons? More than his grandchildren? Ah, ah, ah. Uncompleted work is behind that. But I can use that as a scapegoat. No. You'll never be able to fool me. I'm a general in the Lord's army. Never. Never. You may think it, and I may even smile at you and make you think that I believe that lie. No way. Because I'm hurting more than any of you could even imagine. I won't have it. Mm-mm. You could have stayed at home today and you wouldn't have heard this. But now it is. Then we ask the question, why don't I complete stuff? Why is it? What's my problem? <laughs> and again, and oftentimes I tell you, it's really not, you know, it's, it's not that you don't have a heart to complete something. You really want to. But the outcome is what the outcome is. I haven't completed anything. Many of you know in here there's some things in your life that you, your, your heart's desire was to get it done and to do it, but, you just, but the outcome didn't come out that way. I wanted to do that, but, oh, you know, I procrastinated, or, oh, you know, I just, oh, I just didn't do it, and somebody else do it. And then somebody else jump up and do it, and you looking like, I thought of that, but I just didn't. Mm. We don't. We said you don't complete things because listen, you can be distracted by others. You have to watch out for other people. People will distract you. Oh, baby. Now I got illumination, and I gotta share it with you. In in studying this, and it was a great illumination that God gave me. And I wrote it down. I said, Father, you are so right. A great, great illumination and a, and a revelation. And I'm going to eventually teach it. But I'm going to just give you a little bit right now what, what God illuminated me with. I don't owe anyone my time. I know it's not illumination for you, but it is for me. I don't owe anyone my time. I came into illumination. 
I don't owe anyone my time. I don't owe people my time. You know why I say that? Because a lot of times people come and say, you know what, sister, can I talk to you for a minute? You know, you have a few seconds, I just want to talk to you. Now, I know somebody's going to take this all the wrong way, but just listen. People that usually don't complete things are all the ones that's going to get this whole, what I'm telling you about this illumination all wrong. Can you just give me a few minutes of your time? Can we, can we meet with you? Can I talk to you for a section? Second. See, whenever somebody, listen, wants my time, it's always for their agenda. They don't want my time for my agenda. They want my time for their agenda. God said, you don't owe anybody your time. Why? Because time is something you can never get back. So people want me to give them my time, the most precious resource that I have. Because I'll come into revelation of that. They want me to, all of my time, or they want me to give them my time with no consideration of what I have my time for. Or what I plan to do with my time. And then at the end of the day, you find out, I didn't get to do what I wanted to do because I had to stop and I gave them that time and that, them that time. And God said, you don't owe nobody your time. Because remember, you only have a span. And you're giving it out. And when you do that and you give people your time like that, you know what they did? They've stolen your resource. Because that's a resource. For their agenda. It wasn't your agenda. And it wasn't God's agenda. It was theirs. I had an illumination about that. I don't owe people my time. I have a right. To choose whether I'm going to give, give. If, if my time is worth, see, I have to choose. Is my time worth their agenda? I believe I've been freed some people today with just that. You don't owe nobody your time. Because, see, if you give a revelation that you only have a span of time, you don't want to just waste it on somebody else's agenda. And I don't know, I don't know how many times we tell people and how many times I've told people, having a private sit down with me will not sound anything but like what I found here. It's nothing different. The only thing different with you having to sit down with me is you buying me food. (laughs) For lunch. But I'm not saying anything in private that I'm not going to say here. So what do you want to waste my time for? Because it's my agenda. I know what you're talking about up there, but for my agenda, let's get personal. I think this is pretty personal, don't you? So I'm not letting anybody waste my resource. Because I understand about time. But people that don't complete anything, they'll waste yours and theirs. 
They'll waste yours and theirs. And you have nobody to be angry at but yourself. But allowing them to waste your time. Now, I done gave you all some, just in that illumination, I done gave you something that showed you how you done spend, spending over all the time. Let me tell you something. <laughs> Believe this. People will pop up in your life and steal your time. <laughs> They'll pop up. Steal your time to do what they want to do. And what God has told you to do goes undone. Because you wasted it. I would be, but no, and we go up under the privilege, you know, well, I know God wants me to minister to them. So I just, you know, you can make all that, that foolishness if you want to, just know the time is wasted. Now, so you don't even have to use that no more because God just frees you from that. God says, well, it's their agenda. You belly, you belly. <sighs> I realize if I'm going to fulfill the assignment that God has called me to do, I have to be more careful about my time. It is precious. I said it's precious. My time is very precious. You know why? Because I have a lot of responsibilities, more than you know about. And my time is precious. And I'm not going to dole it out to know anybody because of their agenda. When they can come in here and get the word. I'm not giving you my time because you called me out of the blue. No, no, no. Now that I'm finished wasting my time, let me call you and waste yours. I'm not going to be able to do that. I'm freeing somebody. I'm not going to be able to do it. I have important responsibilities. But you know what? I'm not going to preach that today because I am going to preach it. But not today. But see, y'all got me all into it. But I'm not going to... Not today. Not today. I have to move on to another... That's for another time. But just a little bit. Just, just gave you a little of my illumination so you can, you can get free if you want to. Guess what? <laughs> Samson was doing real good until he gave up some time. David was doing real good until he gave up some time. <laughs> Abraham was doing real good until he gave up some time. But again, that's not my message. Give up that time and that real good can turn into something real bad. We don't, I'm going to move on away from that. That was, that, that was, that's a little taste of what I'm going to come up with, okay, and, and, and deal with you all on that. But anyway, we don't complete things because we are drawn away. That is, that we are pulled off course. Now, I gave you four things last time, and we need to go back to them and look at them, and I'm just going to, going to say them. I said, you get drawn away when you look at ungodly things, remember? When you look at ungodly things. Number two, I said, you're drawn away when you listen to ungodly people. Number three, you're drawn away when you admire ungodliness. And then I said, you're drawn away when you experiment with ungodly things. 
But when you start looking at ungodly and listening to ungodly people and, and you know, uh, you know, you have to get these earbuds out of your ear. When you start admiring ungodliness, start experimenting with ungodly things, I'm telling you, you are going to be pulled away from God's agenda. You're going to be. You are going to be pulled away. I don't care how strong you think you are. You are going to be pulled away. Then we said you don't complete when you reject counsel. Listen. Now all of you that heard what I just said about time, some of you are going to reject that. You, and, and, and let me tell you, you reject it because you're mad about it, what I just said and all of that. And guess what? You're not going to complete anything because I'm going to do what I'm going to do for God. But you're going to reject counsel. That's counsel. Don't have nothing to do with you personally. You're not the only one in here, idiot. I can't believe she called me an idiot. Well, we know who the idiot is. Because if you weren't an idiot, that wasn't for you. But if you was an idiot, no. Listen, I'm, 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 trying to, I'm trying to bring something home to you. You're going to be pulled away from your agenda. When you reject counsel, you're gonna, I'm telling you, you're going to be pulled away. Now, subtitle this for the new information. Mm, how to complete right now how to complete right now God's plan for my life. Go to Nehemiah chapter 2. Let's go over here to Nehemiah chapter 2. Am I real hot or is everybody cold? Or is it just these lights? It's just these lights. Now I'm going to give you a very simple answer and then we're going to chase it. How do I complete right now at the beginning? In order for me to make a completion of what God is showing me, what God is doing, I must write it down, see the end. I must see the end or the completion or the finish. Either one. I must see the end, the completion, or the finish. I have to see what God desires to accomplish for His purpose. There is something right now in this dispensation of time in your life that He wants to establish for His purpose. You know, you see, when you see the completion, you gotta see the completion. You gotta see the finish. You gotta see the back end of this. Arise and build. You gotta see the end. See, if you don't see the end, you'll never be enthused about getting involved. Because you can't see the end. All you see is right now, the here and now. But no, no, no. You gotta see the end. Are you following me? So very important. Say, I have to see the end. Very important. There's something right now in this dispensation 
of time in your life that he wants to establish in, uh, to, for his purpose. He wants to establish. He said, but you got to see the end. you got to see the completion. If I'm going to establish this in you, you got to see it. What is the completion? What is God trying to bring in the, into a state of excellence and maturity? That's what I need to know. Father, what is it? What is it? Remember, you got to go back to earlier teachings. God's establishing us as a church. And He's arising and building. This time is out. We're restoring this generation. You've got to see the completion. What is it, God, that you're trying to do in me? What is it that you're trying to do uh, through me? What is it that you want of me that can benefit this body and many others? What is it, God? Listen. When God speaks, you must take time to see. Ooh, write that down. When God speaks, you must take time. See, just because I'm saying it right now, you can't. You have to spend time to see. See, it's just not going to fall on you. You have to spend time to see the end or the completion or the finish. Because somebody can speak but you have to take time to see. Everything that I've said today, you have to take time to see it. See, just because I said it don't mean that you can see it. See, you probably can't see what I meant when I said, I don't owe nobody my time. See, you don't, because see, you won't take time. You have to take time to see it. You might not understand how important it is to complete something or to bring it to a place of maturity and excellence, but you gotta see it. I gotta take time, spend time, and let God show me. Then I see it. Once I see it, I can run with it. God will make it clear. But when you don't see it, you can't quite, you be like, yeah. Yeah, I see it, but I don't know. It don't seem like it's God. That's because you don't get it. You don't understand. You don't take time to see. You have to take time. you got to do more than just come in here. you got to say, Father, I didn't quite understand everything she said, but I heard what she said. But, Father, I need to see. I need to see what she was saying. I need to see. Actually, God, I need to see what you were saying through her. But I couldn't quite get it. And I don't know if she meant this. Or I don't think. But God, show me. If you don't take time to see, you'll take this message. you get offended and leave up out of here early. <clears throat> that was for me. Yeah. Because somebody speak, you still have to take the time to see. Did you hear me? Because you don't. Example. I'll tell Layla, and even with my children when they were young, if I, t I told them, like I say, Layla, clean your room. And I go in there and I see her cleaning the room and everything, and, and then I'm like, what are you doing? And she's mad I'm cleaning the room like you said. I'm like, but there's trash right there. What, what is that? Oh, oh. 
Well, what don't you understand about clean? The room. See, she understood what I said. She heard, but she couldn't see what I was saying. So I had to come and show her that when I say clean up, I mean pick up the trash, empty the trash can. Isaiah, pick up the trash. He'll walk by a piece of paper and go get something way over there and then put it in the trash. Madam, I put that in the trash. What about this one? Oh. That means I heard what you said, but I don't, you have to show me and make me see what you mean. I mean, when I say clean up, pick up everything. One time I put Layla on the chair and I said, let me show you how to wash dishes. I was showing that she was fresh, baby, and I what is going on? And so I kind of leave, I don't leave out of the kitchen, but I do something else and water them away. And I said, what are you doing? I'm washing dishes. I said, no, 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 you're making a mess. You're making a mess. No, I'm a, no, come here, let me show you how it's done. So what? I have to spend time to make them see what I want. I'm trying to teach you to be clean. I'm trying to teach you this. But me just saying it, they leave the trash, water everywhere in the, over the sink. Because why? I told them, but I didn't show them so they could see. Then they can do it properly. They have to see it. Well, it's the same thing with the things of God. I can tell you something, but you've got to spend time to see. Then you can operate in it. Very important. Very important to your spiritual growth. Very, very important. Oftentimes, God speaks to us and we don't take time to see. We're just excited about what He said. Just excited. Oh, that was so good. Oh, that was good. Yeah, but you got to spend time with that so you can see. I have to take time to see. Take time to see. Just like I said, you don't know, you, we've got, yeah, I need to start coming to Bible and God's been dealing with me about that. That's God trying to tell you, I want to do something in you. He's not saying, I just need you to go in the parking lot, park your car and come sit in this sanctuary. He's saying, no, that's God showing you, I need to do something in you. I need you there so I can do something in you. I don't care how much you love the Lord. If you ain't here, He's not going to be able to do anything in you. Yeah. Yeah, He's been dealing with me about that. That's a person usually that lacks completion. You, it's not until you get up and do something. He's not doing it for anything. Oh, so he'll say, come back tonight. night. Uh, you know, that's our nap time. and that's our go- All you got, it don't have nothing to do with Sister Hill. It has to do with what is God trying to do in me and through me. If I don't see what he's trying to do in me and through me, I'm going to miss it. You're going to miss it. <sighs> Every Wednesday. Every Wednesday. See, we want God's best, but we don't want to give Him our best. And it never ceases to amaze me how short of time. You know what? You couldn't live in these other countries that, that preach for five and six hours. No way. 
Because you can't stand 59 minutes. Minutes. They sit for hours. But do you know teaching requires longer than 20 minutes? 30 minutes? An hour? Teaching does. But the United States, us in America, we like, okay, it's time to go. We ready to eat. We got, you know, we about to eat. And, uh, you know, we got... But God, when I have a problem or a situation, I'm going to need you right there. I, I need you, God. I need you now. Right now. God said, but what? Because, see, we all think we're going to live forever and everything is doing good, everything's good. But there's going to come a day you're going to have a challenge. And God said, you know what? Your answer was on that Wednesday you missed. Your answer was in family life when you missed. You know, yeah, you what tape was that? What tape was that? How many of you know tapes are good and uh, CDs are good, but it ain't nothing like being there? Totally different. Totally different. It, it's good and you'd be like, oh, I missed that. But it's totally different when you're actually there. And God, and that's just what's going to happen. God said, oh, yeah. that was. I never heard a minister on that. Oh, those were the times you missed. For no reason. And see, somebody's going to take it and say, well, you know, we can't ever miss church. That church is so strict. Now, those are the type of people that just wear me out. Because it's just, I mean, you know, common sense. Just have a little common sense. Some things come up and happen. I'm talking about when you're doing absolutely like when football season starts, and you gotta see the football game. Well, I think everybody have them deals where you can tape stuff, don't you? But now it ain't nothing like being there. Well, so it is with the things of God. I don't like that tape stuff. I wanna, yeah, I wanna be right there with. Or when you just say, "Not tonight, not tonight, tonight, I'm just not, not tonight." See those type of things. Now, we don't want you coming in here with the flu. So, so we have to have some common sense. That's where common sense comes in. Please use it. God gave it to you for a reason. But guess what? Guess what? I'm out of time, but God is not. So you have to come back tonight for all the rest of the information. They always got to come back, don't you? This has been a teaching message from Church of the Living Water at Austin. For more information about our ministry, please go to our website at livingwateraustin.net.